Welcome to Friend and Foe Adventure Co., an immaturely mature podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. This episode, we haven't recorded it yet, may get darker than normal. So you have been warned. I'm Matt. I play good boy. And a frivolous fact about him is that he can speak four languages. Whoa. How many of those others are real? <laughs> uh, one. <laughs> is one of them frog language that you speak to your little minions? <laughs> no, although God, that would be good. Actually, yes. <laughs> Changing it. Did you have yeah. languages in mind that he that he spoke? No. Oh, okay. I so never you... have anything in mind for these. I just do all of them in the moment. Love it. The yeah, I feel like I don't want to ask too many questions. All right, we've got frog, we've got English. The two other, I think, will come up at some point, right? Yeah. Just we're gonna have to find that out as we go. Yeah. It might not be this episode. It might be in ten episodes. All of a sudden, it's like, well, there's the big reveal. We can series finale yet. Yeah. Hi, I'm Phil. I play Tarquin Britstone, and a frivolous fact about Tarquin is that last year for Halloween, he dressed up as his own father. <laughs> Good old Hugo. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, we can't even dive into too much of that without getting spoilery. No, that's true. What's the, what's like a, is it Oedipal? Oedipal complex? Isn't that like your mother? Yeah, that's when you want to bang your mum. Yeah, what's the one for your father? I don't know. I'll Needless Google that. Needless to say, daddy issues. Yeah, daddy issues. Hi, I'm Kimberly. I play Phaleon, and a frivolous fact about Phaleon is that she's ambidextrous. Hey, that doesn't seem frivolous in certain situations. <laughs> Incidentally, guys, if you want to bang your dad, it's called the Electra Complex. That's interesting. Can she, okay, so with ambidextrous, can she, like, shoot with both hands, write with both hands? What, what, uh, is there just no limit to her ambidextrousity? Mostly that she can draw with both hands or write with both hands. She's learning how to use or use guns in both hands, but she's not there yet. Like the hand-eye coordination to like shoot something with the non-dominant hand is, isn't quite right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, all right. I dig it. I heard she's also Elaspis's solo patty cake champion. <laughs> <laughs> and that will definitely come into play later. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Another series finale. Hi, I'm Kyle. I play Mercurius. And my frivolous fact today is that his favorite food is pancakes. What toppings does he have? Oh, definitely maple syrup. Uh, they, I'm wearing the, the Canadian traditional garb today. The red flannel. Butter and maple syrup. That's all the way. Yep, that's good. Okay, anything in it? Like blueberries, chocolate chips. Oh, sure. All of them. Uh, variants is good. Okay. But really uh, any pancake. Yeah. Classic pancake. Uh, I had all that time to think about a frivolous fact for Elaspis or some of its characters. These always feel so heavy, though, because it's like I'm coming up with something for the whole world. Right. Like unless I do something like Randy. Oh, uh, you know, here's a frivolous fact about Randy. When Randy was a child, they saw pencil and silencer perform magic live and that's where they got their love for magic that's a good one <laughs> that was really hard to think of what would be the opposite of pen and teller yeah they're like the the big one is quiet and the little one is talking all the time 
Yeah. Opposite. <laughs> Previously on Friend and Foe Adventure Co., me, the hero, was trying to get this black book so I could kill some a-holes. I was going to be the savior of this train, but some a-holes came and shot me up. I took one of them out, but then my trusty little spider ant friend, Tinsel, saved him for some reason. Oh, I felt so betrayed, but then these a-hole vault hunters killed Tinsel, but Tinsel gave his life for me, saving me in a last-ditch effort to get my black book. I used up all of the iridium I had on me, held up a train, tried to get them to give me it so that and then I would have peacefully brought the train down but no 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 they refused to give me the black echo stone so I dropped the train and yeeted out of there a-holes the train drops you hear crashing in the distance when phase locks herself and lifts herself up into the sky in an instant she's gone Hurley is frozen after the shot settles she yells Shepardiah and she starts booking it towards the train business child I'm gonna join you with Adrian and then I'm gonna run towards the train guess I'm just gonna follow um I'm gonna follow as well but the whole time I'm gonna be like saying shit shit what have I done so you all are running towards the train it is quite a run there you're all pretty fit though so it doesn't take too long the sun is starting to rise as you get closer and closer and as the sun rises and lights up the path and you're following the tracks in front of you you can see there is a car laid across the tracks it's upright to the left of it there's the car connected to it and it's kind of ramped up like it's like acting as a ramp into some trees it looks like maybe there's another car that goes into the trees, but you can't quite tell right there. At this point, you're maybe 150 squares away. You still are pretty far away from that train point. As you get even closer, you're maybe 100 squares away. You see a small figure on the tracks in the fetal position. We approach the small figure. As you get closer and closer, and the sun is coming up, the silhouette becomes more revealed, and it is Business Child, and he is rocking back and forth in the fetal position. Oh, God damn it, Riley, you said he was dead. Wait, just an outside <laughs> outside of the story, or, or maybe not. Do any of the four of us have actually any medical skills? Has this, because this not really come up, has it? I think that you would have some very basic battle first aid type stuff you know you know how to patch a wound you know kind of the general things i don't know if anyone yeah. here would necessarily know in a previous life good boy was a highly regarded doctor but became a bandit and lost all of that to drugs that's why you don't do drugs kids i was gonna say that i'm very efficient at uh cauterizing wounds with hot gun barrels Ooh, i love it okay yeah I was totally lying about uh, Good Boy's past anyway. I was just joking there. <laughs> that is not canon, just for everybody. But I genuinely like that. Like, you can use your gun to cauterize wounds. Of the four of us, Mercurius and Phaleon are the only two that have not threatened to kill Business Child. So they should have dibs on going to check on him. I will 
casually approach child. You're like, hey, hey, buddy. That was a nasty crash back there. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, can I inspect him for any wounds? Yeah, roll a search check. Okay. 18. I don't, I'm not going to add my modifiers because 18 is pretty good. Physically, perfectly fine. Not a scratch on him. Cool. Man, I wish I had, like, something I could give him to cheer him up. I got grenades. You want a grenade? You want to play with a grenade, buddy? He just continues rocking back and forth in the fetal position. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, at least he's alive. Oh, man, what do I do? Give him some paper and some crayons. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, do you have any sort of legal contracts you could give him? I probably have... I don't know. <laughs> I have... The muddy stick. Fudge Puppy gave me this muddy stick. It's not really actually a paper. But hey, call it um, like, hey, hey, buddy, this is the business stick. Yeah, business stick. You stick it in your... Well, hang on. You don't you stick, stick it, it in, in the your bi- business. You don't stick it in your business. Okay, you do... This is... You can play with this. You're a business child. It's a business stick. You do business things with it. He doesn't take it. His hands are just wrapped around his leg and he's rocking back and forth. Damn. Oh, boy. His head's down. He's not even making eye contact with you. Can I reach out and touch him? Pat him on the head? Maybe he doesn't know I'm here. Maybe he's shell-shocked. Yeah, when you do that, he scatters just for a moment, like back on his hands and knees, crab leg walk, right? Like backwards. Crab walk backwards a hair. Like from the exit you. Yep, exactly. (laughs) His head starts spinning. He starts spewing as it's spinning. Well, that's fucked up. Okay. (laughs) No, no. He just kind of crab walks away from you and then looks really, really scared for a second and then recognizes you after a second and is just kind of looking at you like, I I got off the train when it stopped because there was a jabber and I... And everything started flying. It was so pretty. Yeah. It was pretty. Uh, I'm glad you got off the train, buddy. Um, you gonna be? Are you gonna be okay here? Do you need anything? Then I, I don't know. I just, I so, I'm just so scared. And then he points over to your right, his left, and there is a hill to your right that you see, like it just slopes downward, but you don't really see like the bottom of it or anything. Okay, it's, it's scary over there. I mean, I thought the scary thing was the, the like the crash and the explosions and stuff. He shakes his head. Yes. Okay. Well, you're safe here. You're gonna be okay. Just uh, have uh, have this have this business stick, and maybe if you have your drawing stuff, you can scribble on the business stick. This time he'll take it and he'll just kind of start smearing it on the train track, uh, okay. drawing little pictures or doodles on the train track. Nice. Like See, on he's the wood be between. Yeah. Problem solved. Quite shaken, but yeah. I'm so good with kids. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> the only dad among us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little scary, isn't it? <laughs> I will leave Business Child to it and rejoin the party. Yeah, I think they were all close enough to hear and see everything that just happened. Yeah. Should we investigate the rest of the train, I guess? Yeah. So we can see at least two carriages, right? One's normal and one's sloped into the trees. Yep. And then you can kind of see like the front end of one going into the trees. Well, I'm going to jump up into the first carriage then. So that's about a hundred 
squares away at this point. So oh. you do make you you're making your way then over it's there, a right? Fucking huge jump, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll a very easy traverse check. Just need to beat two. <laughs> That's the hundred square standard jump. Yep. Are you all going to that first train car that you can see? Yeah, I'll join, but hesitantly. I'm going with two, of course. Then I guess I'll go too. You get up there and it has, as you get closer, you can see a big hole punched in the side. And then as you get inside, you see a hole punched in on the other side. It's the quiet car. There are a couple of people in there. They're not too injured. They're checking wounds or just kind of wrapping superficial wounds with little bandages or cloth that they can find. Nothing too bad in there. What is it exactly that we're looking for? You guys are just kind of checking the train. Okay. Coming coming back to help people or coming back just to see what's up. Like you, whatever the reason is. You, I guess, didn't have directly a reason. The other two kind of did. Kimmy might, Phaleon might have a little bit of a like wanting to see what happened because of her decision. I have a thought. I know Tarquin is like in love with Adrian right now, but like if we find her, is she going to slap us with a bunch more fines for wrecking the train? <laughs> she might she might have other things on her mind. <laughs> I know I know you're good Tarquin, but like this is a pretty big wreck. Not if she doesn't know it was us. Yeah, she say she might not know it was our fault. Well, and besides, it I don't think it is our fault. It's Wynn's fault. Yeah. Hurley jumps in and says, "It isn't your fault." Phaleon, don't you have the echo? She was talking to you like you had the black echo stone. Do you? No. Well, apparently she thought you did, and you couldn't convince her otherwise. I just, what What are you getting? 500 gold each? Is that worth all of this? Hey, back off, lady. You back off, or else we'll... We don't have friends in this train. Jebediah's here somewhere. I have to find Jebediah. Well, fuck off and do it then, sexy-ass bitch. Rolls her eyes gives you a finger, and then walks out of the train. Proof. Glad she left. Ugh. I have, like, little tears in my eyes because I'm feeling remorse. Don't listen to her. You can't listen to her. We didn't lift the train up with our magic siren powers and then drop it, putting all these people in danger. Plus, if Wynne gets the black book, she'll do a hundred times worse. That's true. Just don't let her get to you. Don't let her get to you, Phaleon. She's being a bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, six damage. <laughs> Except it affects me. I'm like, ah, oh, fucking what? Sarkwin <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> just drops down dead. <laughs> no, on a serious note, uh, has our health regenerated? Because six damage actually would have killed me. So just, just watch out. <laughs> that is a good, good time to address that. Yeah, no, your health is where it's at. Okay. In that case, I shall not be sexist at all or maybe only slightly all right yeah so you're standing this train hurley stormed off Baleon feeling pretty guilty i think your words of comfort you know i don't know if they have much effect at her on her at this point but that's okay can we pat Baleon on the back they're there is that helping <laughs> i want to say yes nice the people are patching themselves up at the other end of the train, you can see, you know, the door seems intact and whatnot. It could lead to the other the other train car. I bet we move on. Everyone seems to be okay in this carriage, right? I don't see any casualties. Yeah, there's like two dead rocky skag in there. That's the only dead thing in there, but those are dead from before. 
you all move to the next car, which is the private car. So it's got that railing along the side. You start walking up that. It's kind of steep, little slippery maybe, but you don't have too much trouble as there's a railing to guide you up there. As you get in there, you can see, once you get to the door, the door's broken off. So you can see in there, if you were to peek in there, you would see the gnome's body, the bed, a lot of broken glass, Grizz's body down in the bottom corner of the slanted car. Is the golden couch okay? The red velvet couch with gold trim was stored to shreds before, but it is also in that slant. But it it's on that end where it was it had the lowest fall, essentially. So relatively speaking, not damaged more than it was before. Good boy. You okay, mate? I think so. I think I'm going to be all right. Do you think we could reupholster it? Or is it is it too late? There's always a chance. There's always hope. Oh, okay, good. Oof. I think I'm okay. Can Macurius do the same pat there there as he yeah, did I got, a, <laughs> I got a pat good boy on the back. There there, buddy. I'm sorry. It's going to be okay. It's not your fault. It's when... We've seen the quiet car and the private car. Where's the front half of the, ca- the train? Because these were all at the back, right? The next one should be the cargo carriage. But there was at least like three carriages in front of these that are not here. Are they down the hill? <gasps> Do you reckon there's still some guns in the cargo carriage? Why? I'm, I'm thinking of looting at a time like this. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? No, we might need guns just in case we need to put anyone out of their misery if they're like proper mangled and can't be saved. <laughs> That's super dark. <laughs> I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Is that apparent yet? <laughs> <laughs> Valid point, though. Okay, well, let's carry on. Let's carry on. All right, so you're heading up to the top, to the cargo car. Mm-hmm. You get to the top, you get to the cargo car, you walk through the door, and it is like one square of relatively okay cargo car, and then the rest of it is shredded, and scattered on the jungle floor below, there's pieces in trees. So when it fell, must have hit some trees just right and broke apart. And it's just debris everywhere. Everybody can roll me a search check if they want to look for loot. Natural one. Oh, okay. You find nothing. I got a whole six. Got a 16. I got 17. Can I roll a check to see if this is a reference to Lost Riley? (laughs) It is not. (laughs) But that would have been good. You look across from you and there's this bald man and he smiles. And in his mouth, you can hear orange, orange. Well, Phalion can hear. (laughs) Is there a smoke monster? (laughs) Are we going to have to go find the front half of the train? (laughs) Oh my gosh, this totally has some lost uh, parallels, I guess. You're right. Are we going to wake up and realize it's all a dream? That's not what fucking happens. <laughs> <laughs> I will leave your ass, babe. I will leave you. Oh my gosh. You Whoa. know how much I love lost. <laughs> <laughs> she said it because she knows how much I hate that. Oh my gosh. If you think that you don't understand lost, you weren't listening. No, but for real, Tarquin, you see nothing. Mercurius, you see a suitcase that looks a little bit nicer than the other suitcases and think maybe there'll be some goodies in there. Good boy, you see a chest. Looks a little beat up, but, you know, it's a chest, so it might have some goodies. 
And then Phaleon, you see kind of a more unique chest. And we will roll for loot. So Mercurius rolled and found a medium cash, rolled and found 80 gold, two grenades, actually four grenades because he gets plus two grenades, and then an uncommon gun, which we will roll for in just a minute. Good boy rolled and got a uncommon gun in the chest, uh, which is kind of sad and funny that Mercurius got something better in his suitcase than was in the chest. But that's fine. <laughs> it's neither here I nor there. It, it was Leon Kennedy's attache case. <laughs> All right. So, Phaleon, you walk up to this chest. It looks pretty unique. And on it, there are two dice on there. So roll 2d20 and read out the numbers separately. 13 and 13. <laughs> wow. Look wow. All right. Yeah, yeah. So normally what happens is that you would take the higher roll of the two. And in this case, you get a 13. So you will get an epic gun favored. So you can choose either to do... What are your two favorite guns? You have the sniper and what? SMG and sniper. Okay, so you can either have a favored SMG or a favored sniper rifle. You also get an epic health potion. <gasps> Excellent. I'm, I think I'm going to do a favored sniper. All right, we're going to cut back out here and then we will roll for guns. All right, we're back. And Mercurius got an uncommon Dahlia SMG. Yay! Good boy got an uncommon Stoker Sniper. Me. And then Phaleon <laughs> got a Malefactor Explosive plus 1d6 Sniper Rifle. And that one's epic. Guys, where did you get all these guns from? There was nothing there. I checked. You know what? Here. <laughs> I think, you know, you're checking things. Roll just 1d6. Oh, pity loot. Yeah, you get some pity loot. I got a six. Oh, of course you get the highest roll on there. Okay, you find 50 gold. Yes! Lou's winning now. Your shitty guns. 50 gold, baby. Somebody, like, throw it down when he's not looking. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also found a random potion. Okay. So roll me a percentile. I have found potion number 32. A rare health potion, which regens 2d8 plus 5 health. Phaleon's epic health potion does 3d8 plus 10 health. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you, you're going through suitcases and whatnot, right? Like, you're going to find something. I just imagine Tarquin has his eyes closed and he's just like feeling around. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that's what he does. He finds a small purse that happens to have some stuff in it. I was just, uh, just, you know, dragging my hands along all the jagged, torn metal. <laughs> Blood smearing on things. We're playing hot and cold. I'm like, warmer, warmer, colder, colder. Shelter, shelter. Yeah. You touch this nice attache and smear blood on it. And Mercurius is like, cold, cold, really cold. And then after you move on from it, he goes up to it and loots that one. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> and then... Good boy finds a chest. It's on its backside, but he just, you know, spreads it open like the like a clam. He spreads open its backside. I don't know. Okay. I what think, is I happening? Think just opened the suitcase like everyone opens a suitcase. Would do. <laughs> no, no, he got it. 
He found a chest. <laughs> Good boy finds a chest, and then Phaleon found that magical chest. All right, you have now looted all of that stuff. You had crawled down, let's say, you know, either you crawled down from the trees and and grabbed that stuff. So now you're kind of on the jungle floor there. I I take your crawl down from the trees and I raise you one slide down the angled train carriage. You know, oh, there like you a, go. Like a slide. That's what yes. I'm doing. Yeehaw. You do that, then go around to the, the jungle floor and find your precious loot while everybody else is dying. Where's it? Well, we still need to look for the other half. There's at least three missing carriages, right? Yeah, it was like the front part. We got by the front train. One, two, three, four, five. You, there's five cars still. Business child pointed off in that direction. Maybe we should go check those out. Yeah, I think they're down the hill. Which direction around the train are you going to go? Are you going to go like towards business child? Like when you just, because you're just going around to the hill, right? But are you going to go towards business child or the opposite way to get there? We better go the opposite way, just in case there's stuff over there we haven't seen yet. True. Am I a fool? Is Riley sort of hinting that we should go back and check on business child because something might have changed there? He had a heart attack. Jeez. He was, like, curled up on the tracks, right? So another train just came and ran him over. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. He was kidnapped by Ethan. Cool. <laughs> what was it? The others. <laughs> That that was a pretty deep cut. I don't know how I remember that. Is that a lost reference? Because yes, you guys was. make these lost yeah. Yeah. I'm lost because I haven't seen it. That was great. I tell you what, let's solve it. Which is the quickest, the most direct as the crow flies route to the hill? And if that is the business child way, then so be it. And if it's well, not... okay. So that's the thing, right? Uh, if you're looking for the front end, logically, you would probably go towards business child because that's the way it's kind of slanted. Like... The quiet car is kind of diagonal on the tracks, pointing towards the hill and business childs, if that makes sense. So logically, you would probably go that way if you were looking for the front end. Let's go with logic then. I mean, okay. what kind me. of person takes a longer route just to avoid a traumatized child? Yeah. Well, and, and they're, you know, a good hundred s squares away from you at this point. A center square, if you will. Okay. So a you what? go... A center square, 100 squares. Okay. You get to the edge of the hill and you look down. It's not necessarily super steep, but there is about 80 squares worth of debris leading down this 30 square hill. And at the very bottom, there is a line of trees and that debris of metal and wood and whatever else trains are made of leads to the wrecked train against that tree line. Some of the train cars are broken into pieces, two or three pieces. Some of them look bent or some are sideways, upside down. You got varying degrees of train. Can we see Hurley? Yes, you, you totally would be able to. Hurley would... Let me roll to see what Hurley would like insight about looking at this. Not great. Okay. Hurley's in a panic and goes to let's see. She's just going to the closest train car. Lazy so she's bitch. reaching that car right there. 
if you want to roll an insight, you can, but, or you can just logically deduce what train cars are what. Um, but if you can't remember, you can just roll an insight and I can tell you what you would remember or what you would think. Can I just like shout down the hill? Like, is anyone alive down there? You can hear some screams, some crying. You can hear different sounds of, of wreckage, people that have been in a wreck. Okay, so that's a yes. Well, I'm just going to start scrambling down the hill towards the carriages. I imagine everyone else is too. Phelion, how are you feeling seeing this? I imagine pretty devastated. She feels pretty guilty about keeping the Echo Stone. Do you think you would immediately follow everybody else as they like run down there? I think I'll pause for a little bit and look around and like, and then start to go. Okay, yeah. So like everybody else is heading down the hill and you're kind of standing there just maybe a little bit horrified at the site, maybe more so than everybody else, knowing that you have the Black Echo Stone and you maybe possibly could have stopped it. Yeah. Fair. Uh, you know, eventually you catch up to them as they are you heading straight to just like the closest car at that point where Hurley went? Let's avoid Hurley. Well, I can't remember which car did we leave Adrian in. Was it the bar car? Yeehaw? I mean, you can roll an insight. Well, no, this isn't Tarquin that can't remember. This is Phil that can't remember. The bar car. Okay, let's do insight then to see if I can recognize which carriage that is. 24. Yes, you definitely can. That is the third from the front. I'm going to head for that one then. Right behind you, buddy. I'm going to follow as well. Now is the time that I go off on my own adventure. (laughs) (laughs) I head into the trees. (laughs) <laughs> I imagine Phelion the whole time is kind of just in shock. So she is just in follow mode where maybe a little lag and then she starts following and doing whatever you guys are doing. Yeah, I'm like in a daze, just kind of like following and not really knowing what's going on. She's like Mercurius's internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> so as you're heading towards the bar car, the cafe car. These are the cars that you're kind of passing. Uh, And you're not too close to them because you're like heading down the hill sort of towards the bar car. But you can see some passengers. uh, Oh, no, no. Hey, my internet connection is not that bad, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Ten minutes later. (laughs) The second passenger car, the very back car, is upside down. You see a window break open. And two soldiers come out of it, and they are carrying someone on a stretcher that they made out of the train seats. And then you continue on. You see the first passenger car, which is the next one in line. That one is torn in half, and in the center where it would have been put together, there is a large tree, and there is quite a bit of debris between those two pieces. And then the next car is the cafe car. So as you're running down, uh, you've passed those other cars and the cafe car is sideways where the wheels are facing sort of towards the hill. Well, the wheels are facing the hill. So it might have rolled and is now facing that direction. From where you're heading, it does look like it is accessible, like from where you're, from the backside of it. I love a backside entrance, so I'm just going to jump up and be like, Adrian, Adrian. 
inside it is quite the mess there is broken glass wood it is sideways when you look up from that angle from the entrance where you're coming you, you kind of have to drop down two squares to even just land on the side the where the wall yeah exactly and then there's the bar table that's on that side but then there's the actual bar where the orc and gnome were serving drinks and that's where you last saw adrian and jebediah and then as you look across you can see the orc bartender is sitting on the wall that is now the floor and in his lap is the gnome bartender very bloodied the orc its shoulder its arm doesn't look right on the other end almost in the corner you can see the mangled body of the psycho and that's that's what you see but i'm gonna run over to them and be like adrian where's adrian so as you run in there towards that orc you can see some debris, and as you get closer, you can hear a little bit of grunting. Uh, so are you going to continue to run towards the orc and past that debris that's grunting? Are we talking like debris big enough that someone could be underneath it? Yeah, you can even see maybe a little bit of movement. It's it's a lot of like wood piles, some glass, some... Okay, right. I'm going to stop and start just like frantically trying to pull shit off the, the debris. Okay, roll... An interact check minus four because you're doing it so frantically. Uh, okay. So, 13. You get the debris cleared off as you're doing it. You notice that it is jolly grim before you've even finished. He looks pretty bad. He's definitely got some wood splinters piercing his skin, sticking out. He's got glass covering him. And he looks up at you. He says, oh, laugh. I think I really need some help. I... Could you patch me up? Tell me where Adrian is first. <laughs> Here. And he coughs up. A little bit of blood comes out. She was... The last I saw her and the cowboy were behind the bar. Okay. Wait, this dude... Again, this dude was a baddie, right? He was the one that Adrian arrested. Yeah. Well, fuck him then. So I'm going to leave him and I'm going to climb up to the bar. Okay. Is anyone else going to check on him while he's doing that? I could try performing something, but I don't know. She doesn't have any background in, like, medicine or healing. Yeah, like, nobody here has real medical training. You all kind of have battle-level medical training. Okay, I think I would hop in and, like, try and, like, ask him where he's injured, where it hurts the most. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, you look at him and he's got glass piercing his chest, his right arm, his left arm is into the, like, that's the part that's against the wall floor. And he's coughed up a little bit of blood. Okay, I'm just going to look around for, like, cloth to, like, see if I can, like, bandage him up. I would definitely say that all of you have a first aid kit type of thing that might have some gauze or things like that. Okay. Then I will use that. That's like your standard adventuring kit. You wouldn't leave home without that. So roll me a interact check to see how well you can heal him. Eleven. You're doing an okay job. And as you're doing it, he looks at you and he says, What happened? Do you know what happened here? <laughs> no, I don't know. 
Did you did you give the black echo stone to her? I don't know what you're talking about. And I would say this is pretty hushed. You know, like he's pretty weak. You're whispering. Nobody else can hear this. You pulled it off of the psycho. I saw you do that. Which, in fact, he did roll high enough to see, but Hurley did not at the time. I'm just going to stick with my guns and say that I, I still know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. <laughs> okay. You know what? You're helping me out. and I'd be dead without you here, so... I'll keep your secret. I get it. At this point, honestly, you're like partway through patching him up. If you stopped now, he would die. I'll finish patching him up. Okay. I'm not going to have that death on my hands. Okay. Okay. You finish patching him up. You did an okay job. He's definitely going to need some some better help. No offense. I'm sorry. Later. Today's sponsor, BetterHelp. <laughs> Other counseling services are available. let's cut back to tarquin tarquin you are looking for a way to get up there right it is four squares above you yeah so because the train's on its side the bar will be above me yeah yes so but surely all the tables and the chairs and stuff will have fallen onto the wall floor so i'm gonna search your insight to see if i can create a way up out of the furniture that is there. Yeah, I think that would be a search check to see if you can find big enough, stable enough pieces. And then we'll do an interact check to actually build it. Okay, well, it's 11 for the search. Okay, I'll give you minus one to the interact check. Okay. So, Jesus. <laughs> um, that would be a one. It's not a natural one, but thanks to the minus. Oh, no, hang on. No, it wouldn't. Hang on, interact. Yeah, so no, you still get your other five. pluses. That's a five. We're okay. Because you have the other pluses that you can add to it, right? I confused plus and minus. <laughs> <laughs> you find some real shoddy looking tables, chairs, stack them up. You get about two squares high and one of the bottom ones breaks and you fall. You don't take any damage. You, It wasn't that low. Luckily, you landed on, you know, just a a space on the wall that didn't have any sharp glass or anything on it. Good boy. Can you give me a leg up? Yeah, sure. And I do it. How so? What are you going to do? Keeping in mind that you have a strength interact bonus. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't just chuck me through the opposite window. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so what is it again that you're trying to do exactly? So I want to, the, the bar, because the way the train is tilted, the bar is up above us. So I just need a leg up so I can climb up onto, oh, like, into the behind the bar area where I hope yeah. my, my lady love will be. I will say both of you combined would still not make, let you reach that. You'd be almost a square away. Okay. But if good boy sort of like chucked me, could I then try and grab? Yes. yes. Yeah. All right. That worked. We'll do the, what is that? The cheerleading thing? Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to throw him into the air towards the bar. Yeah. The, what is that? Oh, the fastball special, maybe even, if we go X-Men. <laughs> Roll a strength interact check. Ooh, that's an 18 plus 5.3. Not enough. Barely not. You, you throw him and he splats into the side of the bar and just becomes a pancake, and he doesn't respawn, and, and then the curious eats me. We're holding my favorite! 
okay, no. He does. He tosses you up, and you don't even have to try and grab anything. You just land perfectly on the other side. Like he angled it perfectly for you. You didn't hit the the wall, the opposite wall slash ceiling. Now, no, that's cool. I do a a triple roll in half tuck position, and then I land and go, go friend and foe. <laughs> <laughs> You're now yeah. up there, and you can see. Some debris covering Adrian and glass in her. Uh, she's not moving at this particular moment. Oh, Adrian, no, 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 no. I'm going to go and start scooping all the shit off her. How carefully would you be taking shit off of her? Or would you be too panicked to really think about that? Probably too panicked to think about that, if I'm being realistically honest. Okay. I'm just going to give you a minus two on this interaction. Okay. Uh, 10. You get the stuff off, and as the stuff comes off and you touch her, her eyes flicker a little bit, and you can see blood coming out of her mouth, her eyes, her ears. There is blood everywhere. Hey, it's it's okay. I'm here now. I'm here now. She faintly coughs and opens her eyes. They flutter open just a hair, and she reaches up a hand to touch you. Oh, yeah, I got an at 20. And she succeeds. She successfully touches your cheek. I'm going to grab it and, you know, hold it there. It's warm with blood against your face. She does a faint smile and tries to talk, but blood comes out. It's like, don't, don't try to talk. It's, it's going to be okay, I promise. Well, Phil, I'm probably just going to sit with her, aren't I? That's what you would do? Yeah. She's smiling, her bloodied hand held tightly against your cheek. And on that emotional moment, we'll go down and check on what Good Boy and Mercurius would be doing during this time. Real quick here, I'll tell you what's left. So broken glass all around, broken bottles. There is the orc who's got, looks like a mangled arm and the gnome bartender is lying on his lap. And then, yeah, in the corner, there's the dead psycho. And he is, he's burnt to a crisp because he was on fire. He's well done. I don't know. I don't know what I'd be doing then. I don't know if, you know, maybe you, because you threw Tarquin up there, you might just be like tentatively waiting for Tarquin. I'm holding my arms out underneath, looking up. Just waiting to catch. (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious. What are you doing? I'll see if I can help the bartenders or Phaleon's taking care of a uh, other guy. Uh, what's What was his name? The I know Jolly Grim. Jolly Grim, that guy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll try and help the bartenders. They were nice. They gave me drinks. I like them. You go up to the bartender and he is backed up against the ceiling, essentially, resting backwards, but holding the gnome in his arms on his lap. And the gnome bartender is not moving. His other arm, his right arm, is is limp. From what you can tell, it is broken. And Damn. he is looking at the gnome. And as you walk up to him, he looks up at you and says, What happened? There was a there was a siren that lifted the train up and then dropped it. And oh man, she she really did a number on this thing. Do you need any, uh, do you need any medical assistance? I see, I mean, you got a broken arm. 
What uh, what can I do for you? What do you need? He looks at the gnome on his lap and says, I just, I don't understand. We're employees. Dahlia told us that if we die, we would respawn. We'd, we'd go to the brew you in either the engine car or the cargo car. Why, why isn't he coming back? Employees are supposed to come back oh. in the engine car or the cargo car. He didn't, uh, he didn't come back, did he, huh? He's still here. He's... I don't think he's coming back. Yet. Did you... Did you check for a pulse? Is he... Is he gone? Is he really gone? Oh. Do you want to check for a pulse? Yeah, I'll check his pulse. What would that be? Would, do you think that would be a search or an interact? Because you're, like, feeling for a pulse. Or searching Ooh, uh... for a pulse. You, you know, you pick. Interact. We'll make it an interact, I guess. 16. You check both the wrist and the neck, and you don't feel a pulse. Shit. Um, this is probably because of uh, the she was interfering with the brew you and the stuff, right? Oh, you know what? He can know that. I don't. I don't have to say that secretly to everybody in the like out of character. I'll let him know. I'll be like she. She was interfering with the. This that siren was interfering with the brew you and the and the fast fast travel. She said we wouldn't be able to brew you back to a, a another city or back to Jarburg, but I can't imagine she could have blocked out the signal from here to the engine car or here to the other car, the cargo oh, God car. Damn. That's right. She was just trying to you know not let anybody run away or whatever, but it wasn't interfering with the with the local system. Ah. Uh. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. I, I don't understand. I don't know why this is happening. I mean, you kind of do, right? Do you actually, do you, Kyle, know? I don't. I don't understand. Like, I know she was fucking with the brew you, but I don't know why I wouldn't let, especially because Good Boy came back. Well, Good Boy didn't come back through the brew you. He came back through the spider ant thing. Yeah. Roll me an inside. Okay. 17. The engine car flipped, destroyed, crumpled you guys rolled that oh my god oh my god it's my fault the cargo car is in pieces in a where the train like uh in the trees right yeah so because i crashed the engine car that's where the brew you was centralized one of two of the brew you's we had one under the bed in the sleeper car yeah that's for you guys so how does it, like, do you have to be keyed into a specific brew you pot? Yeah, for the, for the train, yes. Like, you guys paid for a sleeper car, so that room is your brew you as well. Okay. So, and since they are employees, they had the employee brew you's, and they had the backup one, so, like, the main one is in the cargo car. And he tells you that type of thing, you know, like, he's just like, the, we're supposed to brew you back into the cargo car and then if that's not working there's the, supposed to be the fail safe that takes us into the engine car i mean it's not like in the engine car it's sort of in a side compartment on the engine car but well that sounds like uh employer uh negligence you might have a case here let me give you my card if you want to take <laughs> if you want to take these guys to court i could probably help you out this is uh this is like an osha violation i'm sure of it he uh, he does take the card with his good arm and he kind of shakes it off. He's like, if you don't mind, could you wrap my arm? 
Yeah, yeah, I got, I got you, buddy. I'll start working on his arm. I won't make you roll for that. It's, it's like it's a broken arm. You know, you're just kind of making a sling. Yeah. Right. Dave, thank you for not making me roll on that. I would hate to break it more. That would be awful. Pan upwards, back over the bar. Tarquin, you're holding her. Would you do anything else at this point? No, I don't think I would. Okay. Is she still alive? She's still smiling as you hold her hand against your cheek, but you feel it start to go limp, and you see her smile sort of drift downwards as her face relaxes, and her whole body just gives up. I am going to gently lay her down, and I'm going to stick my head like over the bar uh, and I'm going to find Phaleon and I'm going to be like Phaleon I need you to infuse Pigeon with shock and I need you to defibrillate her please she can't go like this I need you to shock her shock her back for me please okay I can do that I can try I infuse Pigeon with shock and send Pigeon to Adrian Roll an interact check. 18. Pigeon goes up, is infused, goes up to the body and doesn't stab its beacon or anything. It just it goes up against Adrian and sort of flutters its wings into Adrian and it shocks her. She convulses a little bit, but then that calms down and she's still limp. Try again, please. Just one more time. We'll try it again. 18. Pigeon goes up to the body again, flutters its wings into the chest. Adrian convulses again and then falls limp. One more time. Please. Please, she can't go like this. Okay. We'll do it again. Four... Pigeon, I think, is understanding what's going on here, is more appeasing you and does another shock. It's a very small convulsion, little twitches, but she's still lying motionless and her eyes are staring blankly into space. I am going to move back to her. I'm just going to cradle her head and then I'm going to have a bit of a cry and just be like, come quap, baby, come quap. And then I'm going to kiss her on the forehead and just sort of sit with her for a bit. Welcome to somewhere in the middle of the episode where we do ads. If you want to support us directly, we just started a coffee or Ko-Fi and you can donate money, buy us badass tokens, if you will, so that we can do certain things like buy new music, buy artwork, buy new equipment or software. Everything you donate will go back into the show. So you can go to coffee.com slash FF Adventure Co. There's a link in the episode description if you want to support us directly.
If you want to try Bunkers and Badasses for yourself, you totally should, and you should let us know how your adventures go. But first, you need the source book. So go to nerdvanagames.com and buy yourself a source book. If you enjoy listening to us, then go check out Bad Assets. Ian Moss, who has played Drake Wilson in our podcast, he is the BM over there, and he BMs for a great group of folks. They have great chemistry, and right now they are playing through the Assault on Dragon Keep, which is in the source book. It's really fun. Such a good group. You can watch it on YouTube, and they have the actual battle maps and whatnot, or you can listen wherever you podcast. Bad Assets. The camera pans back down. Jolly Grim is laying against the floor. He's made some kind of crutches so that he can hold himself up with some broken pieces of wood. Mercurius has made a sling for the arm. Good boy is still holding his arms out, waiting to catch. You hear a drop on the back end of the car. It's Hurley. Where's Jebediah? Jebediah was in here. Jolly Grim says he was behind the bar. I don't, we can't see up there. And she yells up towards the bar, Jebediah! He isn't here. Well, I don't know, is he? <laughs> you look around, nobody else is up there. You can see blood, like, you know, blood smears. You don't know exactly who that blood came from. Could have been from the bartenders, could have been from Jolly, could have been from Adrian. But, but overall, you don't really see anything. Uh, you don't see him. Oh, shit, where is he? Oh, if he died, he'd, he'd respawn. He'd, he'd come back to the brew you. He'd, we need to go to our sleeper car. She starts to walk towards the front of the sleeper car, and she huffs past Phaleon. And as soon as she gets past Phaleon, she stops. She's facing away from Phaleon, and she kind of looks down, but won't look at Phaleon. And says, I know, I know you didn't mean for this to happen. I know I might have done the same thing. I wanted to fight the siren. I wanted to take her down. I... This is just as much my fault as it is any of ours. I didn't know what to do. And then I just break down in tears. She clenches her fist, and you can see tears coming down her cheek and falling. Just clenches her fist and kind of bites her jaw as she she doesn't respond or anything. She says, we've, we've got to help the people we can. I've got to check on Jebediah. Do you, you guys want to help me? I can help you. Phaleon, do you want to do, do you want to go this one alone? I don't know. <laughs> if this is something that you need to do, then you can. But if you need us, we're here. Maybe one person come with me just in case. At least one person. But someone's got to stay with Tarquin too. Right. I guess that'd be me then. Because good boy can catch Tarquin when he finally jumps down. Yeah, I'm still here waiting. <laughs> arms outstretched. With arms wide open. Oh, if you don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tag along. I, can, I mean, I like Cowboy, too. I like that guy. The three of you go to the other end of the car, uh, and it is open. You can get from there, right from there, into the sleeper car, which is also on the same side as this cafe car. So as you guys leave, just see Tarquin still holding Adrian's body, blood on his cheek, her blood on his cheek, and maybe tears coming down. A mixture of tears and blood running down his cheek. And then we'll go into the sleeper car, and 
The sleeper car is on its side. About two squares above you are the cars. And she says, we were on the second floor. Literally the only time you guys really needed to go on the second floor, this whole train adventure. As you start walking further down the car on the wall, you hear some faint screams above you. As you guys pass the second car, the door is broken and you can see an arm hanging down and blood running down the arm and the blood is dripping onto the floor below. Hurley kind of pauses and looks up at it and then continues to walk past. Wait, who that is? I mean, looking at it, it looks like an elderly person's arm. Oh, Oh, old guy. He lived a full life, at least. And he's crushed by furniture. His last words were like, if only somebody had helped me move this furniture. Well, I was going to say, maybe this was the way he always wanted to go. (laughs) You guys continue to walk. And the front end of this sleeper car, it rammed into the back end of the first class car. It is crumpled. And you get to the stairs. The stairs are above you. And it looks kind of tricky. But... Hurley assesses it and starts climbing on the crumpled part of the train car. Let's roll a little interact, a traverse. Oh, yeah. She very easily climbs up the side of the train car, leaps across it and grabs onto the wall of the other side and pulls herself up. So now she's on the second floor. Phelan, you following? I'm going to try, I guess. Okay. Roll a traverse check. 14. You do it not as smoothly as her, but you do manage to climb up there. When you jump across, you kind of get halfway up there, and then you're able to pull yourself up onto the second floor. Mercurius, roll me a traverse jet. I got an eight. You try to climb up, and you can't quite grab on. Your hand keeps slipping off, and you aren't able to make it up. Okay, I, I could just hang out down here, I suppose. Phelion and Hurley, you start walking down the hallway. She says, we're the second room here. And the first room, the door pulls open and somebody peeks out. Can you help me? My buddy here is injured. I just need to get him down. Can you catch him? Hurley looks at you. From below? Like catch him from below? I'm confused. Yeah, like I'll I'll lower his body down to you and you, you hold him. But there's no way I can get him out of here by myself. Yeah, I can do that. Hurley is going to help you. So you both are going to roll a interact check. Oh, wow. She rolled a 19. 15. The guy starts to lower the body and then drops it. And you both are kind of opposite sides, right? So you just manage to catch and cushion the fall and hold the guy. The other guy comes and drops down. He's got blood on his face. He says, thank you. I, I, uh. I guess I can take it from here. I, I got to get him down the other stairs over there, it looks like. So, but we can worry about that in a minute. And he's, he carries the guy over to those stairs and puts him down and starts cleaning up a little bit of the blood. And then Hurley says, okay, let's go to my, my room. The door is closed on their room, which is two squares above you. And the way that they open are inward towards the room. So you would have to push the door upwards or find some sort of way to open that door. Can I kick it open? Can I like jump and kick? I don't know. It's two squares above you, which would be like 10 feet into the air for you. Oh, okay. 
So maybe if you rolled a nat 20, I would let you. <laughs> <laughs> can I like lift Hurley up into up in the air and see if she can push open the door and see? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Roll. Uh, I guess this would be interact. <laughs> Nine. Okay. Uh, she rolled a 10. So you try to lift her up and you get maybe halfway there. Okay. Can I try again? When we roll like that kind of thing, you don't necessarily get to try again because it's it's like your overall performance of it. So like if you failed picking a lock, that would mean that lock was outside of your possibilities. So like okay, you failed that and you're not able lifting her that high up is out of your realm of possibilities. Okay. Then I turn to Hurley and I say, I'm not sure what to do. I don't know how to get into the room. Jebediah! Jebediah, can you hear me? He's got to be in there. And then you hear, yeah, Hurley's, you You can faintly hear through the door. Yeah, it's me. Can you open the door? I'm trapped. I I can't. We got to open this door somehow. Are you by the door? No, I'm, I'm too far to reach the door. Okay, I'm going to try and shoot it open. So stay clear as much as you can. Which gun are you using to shoot it open? I don't know. I have sniper and SMG. SMG might be a little bit better. More bullets to shred it with. Okay. What SMG is it? A rare SMG Torg. Okay, so it's, it's even explosive. Great. Okay, so I'm going to roll for accuracy. You can just shoot. It's fine. Okay, then I'm going to shoot the door. Yeah, you're shooting a door. It's, it's right above you. It's like one space above you, really, at that point. You take your Torg SMG, you shoot at the door. The explosive bullets tear that door to shreds. A little bit of debris rains down on you. Nothing that would hurt or anything. Hurley yells up, I, we still don't have a way to get up there. I can ha- I can handle that. A few seconds later, a silver rope goes down the doorway. And Hurley goes, all right, are you ready? Yeah, she starts to climb and you hear Jebediah kind of grunting as she climbs. And as she comes up, she sees that Jebediah is holding the rope. She wasn't able to like tie it on to anything. So he just had to like hold it as she climbed, which was strenuous. She yells down to you and she says, I'm going to need the big guy. You mean good boy? Yeah, the psycho. Yeah, I need him. Okay, I'll go get him. You go. On your way down, you help that other injured person get the person down. So that's down there. Mercurius is down there at the bottom. You pass him. You tell him you need to go get good boy. You go in. Good boy, I need your help. Hurley needs your help, I guess. Okay. Guess that's all right. I'm kind of busy. That's fine, though. Okay. Thank you. I imagine you, like, start walking away, but your arms are still in the upward position. Like you're still waiting to catch and then you slowly lower them as you realize like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to need to catch anymore. Yeah. And I kind of like look back like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. You get to the crumpled part for you. It's a strength interact check. You're that's rock climbing. I don't think there's a way you can fail that unless you roll a net one. You're strong enough that you're able to go over there. And even if you weren't able to grab like the accordion type wall, you could just jump high enough to grab the ledge and pull yourself up. All right. Uh, It's only two squares high. 
And then you get to there, you see the rope. Are you climbing up the rope? Sure. You climb up the rope. Uh, she has tied it off to something on the wall. But even as you climb, you hear it creaking because you are quite heavy. But as you come up, you see Jebediah is trapped. He's got one leg underneath the bed frame. And I was behind the bar and we lifted up into the air. Everything was shiny outside. And then we all fell and, and we started rolling down the hill. And I, I tried to protect Adrian the best I could. I don't. Is she OK? Uh, I'm sure she's fine. Okay, yeah, because I, I shielded her body as we rolled and a lot of glass. I felt things stabbing into me and then I deconstructed and I came back into our brew you. But then the train was flipping during that time and here I am. I get the, the brew you landed on my leg, so I need you to lift it up. Okay, easy enough. Strength interacted. Uh, that's a two plus five. And then plus your normal interact, which I think is a four, if I remember right. So 11. Is it a four? It's a three or a four. Okay, well then 10 or 11, I guess. Hurley is also helping. So you manage to lift it up high enough. Then Hurley lets go and you're able to just kind of maintain it in place while she drags him out. And his leg is crushed really bad. Uh, and she immediately, yeah, she successfully rips a piece of his duster, his nice classic cowboy duster it's long enough that she can tie it around the top of his leg it says that should uh we got to get you to like a hospital or something soon but that should do for now he says man this is going to be one hell of a permanent trauma you guys then get him out you know you're helping you're helping him get down she grabs his rope and takes it with and you guys rejoin in the cafe car and everyone's in there tarquin let's go to tarquin what are you doing up there just sort of sitting with her, probably crying on her, stroking her head. Bit of a mess, to be honest. So as Jebediah comes in, he says, all right, we've got, a, we've got a lot of injured people around here. We need to start uh, carrying them up the hill and head to Ever Falls. We've, we've got to be like a couple hours walk over there. Uh, if we leave, er it's better we leave earlier than later. Let's, let's get going. Come on, team. Let's do this. Hurley gives a half smile says, even injured, you're still the planner. She starts going and like helping the orc get up and the orc easily lifts up the dead gnome. I think you're going to have to leave him here. We've got to carry the people who are living. I'm so sorry. He sets down the dead gnome and he says, you're right. And then they get to work and start going throughout the rest of the train and finding injured people and helping them. Jebediah yells up to the bar and says, Adrian, are you okay up there? She just hears that. <laughs> who is who's up there no it's a it's tarquin tarquin's up there i threw him up there tarquin hey buddy well what's going on up there you said you would keep us safe listen man i tried i'm so sorry is, i is, did she not make it you didn't try hard enough man i i died i literally died trying to stop anything from happening to her well at least you came back you're right, man. I can't change that. And you can't change that she's dead. But think about what she would want. She'd want to protect the train. She'd want to protect the people here. I know. I can tell, man. You're a leader. You can kick your team in the ass and get them going. Get them helping everybody. That's what Adrian would have wanted. Can't he do a talk check on me? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. 
How, what's the reverse of a talk check? Like a... I don't think. It's not great. It's a 10. So middle of the road. Depends on how you want to take that. Leave me alone. Done it. All right. How about the rest of you? I've got a broken leg and I'm I'm going to do what I can to get everybody safe. I'll help whoever I can. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to help the people. I'll help. I'll help too, I guess. Since everybody else is doing it. Yeah, you all leave Tarquin to just mourn and you go throughout the train. You find a couple of people under debris. You manage to get the debris off and some of them can't walk. So you make stretchers out of the train seat. People start carrying people up the hill. People are arm around the shoulder, limping up the hill together until you've cleared out all of the cars. It's probably been like an hour of doing this, just helping people get up and get out. And you might find a, a couple of dead bodies, but overall, most of the people survive. Tarquin, when are you coming out? Or what are you doing? I don't know. Does somebody else need to like talk you into coming and... Yeah, I think I'm probably, unless unless someone physically drags me out, I think I'm just sort of in shutdown mode. I got nothing. Nothing else matters. Because, wow. Hey, buddy. I got some real nice booze down here. Some whiskey, brandy, beer. You want to come have a drink with me? Talk it out? <laughs> um, so, hey, roll a talk tag. Oh, it's a 19 plus... Two. This is 21. <laughs> Come on, pal. We can work through this. I got you. As, as long as we promise not to leave her here, I'm going to I'm gonna gently lay her head down. I'm going to swing my legs over the side of the bar and just sort of drop that way. How many squares is it? Four squares. Four squares, yeah. Probably. Okay, I'm going to lower myself down as, as, like, as low as I can hang and then drop from there. So more like six and... Or maybe seven, eight meters drop, which... You know, isn't too bad. Wicked. Especially for an experienced vault hunter. Like myself. I imagine that it's not necessarily the talking it out part, but more so the drinking yourself stupid, numbing the pain type of thing. I'm just going to, you know, like take swigs and just sort of sobbing and be like, I never should have left her. You know, it's just all my fault. <laughs> I'm coughing, but it sounds like I'm crying. <laughs> Now I suppose I could give him a pat on the back. I've patted all three of my party members on the back today. So they're there. Okay, buddy. Actually, no. Let's be really, really... I I am going to get Mercurius in the wettest, snottiest hug imaginable. Like, that fancy waistcoat is getting proper shat up right now. <laughs> That's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> Etc. Etc. I imagine Mercurius is kind of patting your back, rubbing your rubbing your back a little bit, scratching it, trying to comfort you, maybe. Yes, absolutely. Reckon I'm probably quite easily led now. If you know, if you want to lead me out of the carriage, I'll probably go. Alright, let's do that. You lead him out. Everybody's kind of gathering up the top of the hill. Jebediah is standing in front of everybody. He's got a crutch that he made so that he can limp around on the one leg. Everybody's in front of him. He says, all right, we've got a long walk. If you need to take a break, just say so. We'll slow down. We'll stop. We'll do whatever you need. But we're sticking together through this. We got to live together or we're going to die alone. <laughs> what do you mean? Not Penny's boat. <laughs> 
everybody starts moving forward. Uh, you guys, as you look around at all of the people, there's a good number of people. Some are carrying people on stretchers and they're limping, but they're still carrying people. Hurley's helping people out. Even Jolly Grimm, who's maybe not the best person, is, is carrying somebody in his arms as he limps. He's badly injured, but he's still just, he wants to help. He feels inspired to help. You see Business Child and a little girl walking with him. What a little legend finding the chance to pull in a disaster like this. You hear the little girl say, hey, it's okay. Disaster happens. My whole town got killed and I'm okay. Aww. A bunch of bad siren people, siren disciples, they came and they killed everybody and you survived. And that's what you got to do. You just got to survive. All right. Thanks. What, what did you say your name was again? You can call me. Princess Consuela. Wait, how the hell did she get there? Yeah, I thought she was at Randy's. I thought she was a Saloon Dion. She's a siren, though, isn't she? So can she, like, teleport? Is that a thing that happens in this game? She's comforting and cheering him up, business child up. She looks around, and then she looks backwards. <gasps> Daddy Tarquin! And she runs up to you and gives you a great big hug and says, I'm glad you're okay. Hey there, Squirt. Are you okay? Are you hurt? Not physically. Sometimes things hurt on the inside, you know? Daddy Tarquin's got an inside owie. Do you remember how after Firehaven, I told you a bedtime story? Yes. I could really use a bedtime story right now. One where everyone gets a happy ending. Okay, I'll tell you as we walk. Once upon a time, there was a princess who was rescued by four brave vault hunters. She was so scared and she didn't remember who she was, but they took her in anyway and they brought her to their castle. There they introduced her to a magical half-orc that gave her a purpose and let her help around her bar like an adult. And there was also a tan man with silver-like hair, a silver beard, who was really nice to the princess. She begged the both of them to help her learn how to be a vault hunter. And so the magical half-orc taught her about charisma and sneaking, and the silver fox taught her how to traverse and use guns. One day, while cleaning the weapons in the armory, she overheard the silver fox tell the brave vault hunters that saved her that there might be trouble in a nearby town and that they needed to hop on the train and get there as soon as they could. So she rushed there with no money and snuck onto the train. She hid out in the cargo car behind some luggage and when the train car stopped, she got out. A little bit after she got out and hid so that she wouldn't be found, the train lifted into the air. It was scary, but across the way she saw a little boy. But before she could walk towards the little boy, the train came tumbling down from the sky. This princess was smart enough to know when to hide and wait. And after a little while, she came out and she went to help the little boy and met her new friend, Business Child. It may not feel like a happy ending, but that's because it's not over yet. That was adorable. Hey, badasses, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us. I know that that might have been very emotional for some people. It was very emotional for us. We even took a little bit of a longer break between recording that session and the next session. 
just to kind of cool off a little. It was also the holidays. Our next episode to come out, we'll have a very special returning guest. Very excited about it. It was a lot of fun to record, and that will come out on Valentine's Day, February 14th. If you are enjoying the show, if you're this far into the show, go and rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Good Pods. We would greatly appreciate that. It helps the show get seen by more people, but it also makes us feel good. I love reading those things. I love interacting with people on our social media at FF Adventure Co. You can come hang out with us in our Discord. An invite link will be in the episode description. We love this community. We love all these people we get to interact with. Even if you're behind on episodes, still come hang out. We have fun. That's all I got. Mosey on, badasses. The Hunter And I'm probably quite easily led now. If you know, if you want to lead me out with a carriage, I'll probably go. Just leading him out with armor on the shoulder or Princess Carrie.